everyone. I'm Ash France, a somatic practitioner who works with queer women who are coming out later in life. And I'm Donna Noble. I'm an LGBTQ plus relationship expert trained in a psychobiological approach to couples therapy by Dr. Stan Tacken. We're a queer couple who fell in love after our worlds collided when we discovered that our now ex-wives were actually engaged in an affair together states apart. And we're here on a mission to normalize, educate, and bring clarity around the complexities that can come along with queer relationships. So grab your cup of coffee, pour your favorite cup of tea or glass of fine whiskey, and join us as we come together for Queer Couples Conversations. Hey everyone, welcome back to Queer Couples Conversations. We have got Sal and Lena here with us today. Hey. Osborne. Yep, Sal and Lena Osborne. Uh, <laughs> Sally, she is an adventure junkie, a podcast host, and a coming out coach helping people peacefully navigate coming out of religion or coming out of the closet. Lena over here, she's an intuitive energy healer, a meditation guide, and a yoga teacher. She also co-hosts Peace Out Podcast with her wife, Sal. (laughs) In Sally and Lena's docuseries, Mormon No More, they share about their journey in leaving the Mormon church, leaving their marriages with their ex-husbands, co-parenting seven kiddos, also known as the Rainbow Squad, Mm -hmm. and coming out of the closet and stepping into their authentic lives. Mormon No More is out now on Hulu. And welcome, Sal and Lena. I'm so happy y'all are here. This is such a fun double date. Oh, it is a double date. I love this. I like that idea. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. We've been secretly trying to find ways to get you guys to move to Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) I I get it. Shame. That would be so fun. So yeah, it's beautiful there. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, tell us, you guys, you've been married for about a month now, a little over a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I still, I still like look over at her even last night. I'm like, oh my God, you're my wife. (laughs) (laughs) The word hasn't gotten old yet. Right. No. Wife. (laughs) Yeah. It, it feels, it feels extra special, you know, like (sighs) we were, we were previously married, you know, and, and I was a child bride and <laughs> it feels really different. You know, it feels cool that we're allowed to get married, obviously, you know, yeah. same sex couple. And yeah. it feels awesome to be, be, uh, able to make such a commitment to somebody that I'm madly in love with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's not lost on me or privilege. And I think that's part of it. You know, mm. when I, look at her and it's still, I hope it always does this, but it fills my (laughs) chest and I get warm, fuzzy feelings. And sometimes if I'm just like in the kitchen cooking and she's vacuuming or something, I can, (laughs) like I get all teary eyed and Uh, I'm just so thankful, thankful to be with someone that I genuinely have so many romantic feelings for, like it just uh, bursts uh, out of my body. Dawn knows. She's a Dawn knows. (laughs) She's a love barnacle. That's I what am you're a love barnacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is and and precious. you guys came out for the wedding and we, we yeah. loved having you there. Yes. That was so awesome. <laughs> it was Thank such you. a stunning wedding. I mean, Thank all you. all the little pieces that were just intentionally brought brought into it was yeah we beautiful. were sc- we were still in lots of ideas for our own wedding. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. Love good. the yeah. sign that you guys had there. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. Um, you can borrow it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Sal and Lena. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the sign was. Well, uh, you guys, I I know you because this last year we ended up working together um as your relationship coach. And so I kind of have an insight a little bit on, you know, as I'm watching the docu series um kind of play out. Um how, I'm curious, like, how has that whole process because that took about a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we worked together through a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that play out in your relationship? Well, we needed a little extra coaching because of the documentary. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Long, long days, long hours. And mm-hmm. 
my wife has ADHD and it's, it can be really tough to like be in a confined space and not have control of, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're here and we're going to be doing this thing and it's going to be a long day. And it's emotionally draining. And there's a heavy topic going on here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was and it, it put financial strain on it. The, the, we did not get paid for the show mm-hmm. at all. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It just added extra stress and, and, um, it was fun, but, but also stressful and hard to just kind of needing to trust, like trust the producers, trust the universe, like let go of control Mm -hmm. is, is not something that is easy. So we had to work together to be able to just stay present and keep our motives like at the top, you Mm -hmm. know, like the why, why are we doing this? And, mm-hmm. um, make sure we remembered that it was like a, a love labor of love, that it was a, a passion project and to stay the, keep the vibes high, you know? Yeah. Gosh. We have, uh, two cats and a dog and struggle <laughs> to maintain, um, to keep the vibes to high, keep <laughs> things functioning well. How, are you guys managing all this with seven kids business documentary how do you guys stay connected through all that yeah good question well done <laughs> <laughs> you would know better than i so, um honestly it's it's this strange result of working with you that i have your voice in my head constantly mm. um and it's i we probably need to like work with you again cuz i need some refreshers yeah anytime i i was always leaning back on that like who are we outside of filming and you know how are we going to handle co-parenting this is the most important thing especially too like when you're working on this project with all these cameras around and random people coming in and out of your house it's like is this even really a thing like is this even gonna be a good show and are you sure this is going to be on Hulu? Like everything was just so ambiguous. And Mm. even though it was like, yeah, these things are happening. You can't really grasp it while it's happening. No. Mm -hmm. And so there were like a lot of days that we were just so exhausted and putting the kids through any of that. Like, Mm. yeah, they were like, okay, what are we getting out of this? Yeah. You know, (laughs) luckily they didn't scream at the end. (laughs) They probably only filmed like five days with the kids. Well, they filmed a lot of just being around the house. And I think even Mm. just that it's like heightened energy. Yeah, Um, totally. You know? And Mm. so I don't know. I think like one of the biggest things that we have done throughout co-parenting is just trying our very best to be as present with them as possible when they're home. So mm-hmm. if we, you know, had them at school or something, we were working, we're filming, we're getting errands done and all the house stuff so that when they are home, we can just be present AF and play with them and do the homework with them, take them to the library. Like we're always, and this is just something we've done since the beginning, which but, is a sacrifice for us because yeah. we don't make as much money because of that. Right. <laughs> we spend a lot of time with them because you know? when, you know, however many percentage of the time that they're with their dads every other weekend and like one day during the week, those days seem so long because you miss mm-hmm. your kids, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you have them, especially as like a divorced family, you take that time more serious. It's like more precious and mm-hmm. you don't want to waste any of it by being angry about something. Yeah. And, and I will say, because this is important, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, if you mess up or you yell at them for something like you're a bad person, it's mm. totally okay to still have hmm moments where it's it's tricky of course hormones you know (laughs) and yeah and it the um the same thing goes for like time together Mm -hmm. like try to be super present and and that's the thing when you have limited time such limited time for each thing in your life you got to make sure you're 100 percent there and Mm -hmm. fully taking advantage of that time Mm -hmm. because you have so little so it's it's honestly made all of this change and um, the amount of busyness that has increased since uh, divorcing and, and getting with Lena, it's made my perspective like shift to 
everything, every minute counts. Everything mm-hmm. is more precious. And I think that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Lena, I loved how you brought that compassion in for yourself around like, listen, sometimes I'm not going to show up in the way I want to show up. And mm-hmm. I got to understand I'm doing a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just yeah. having so much compassion for them too, that they're having to <laughs> shift their lives around and how hard it would be to transition from house to house and different management styles, different kinds of food and bedtimes and all of that, <sighs> you know, it's so yes. hard for them. I don't like thinking about that stuff. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. You know, I, that you guys know this and we practice this, but the importance of prioritizing your relationship as the number one thing. And, um, you know, oftentimes people will get the wrong idea what that means. It doesn't mean we neglect the children or that, you know, we don't show up for other things, but prioritizing our partner, knowing that by doing that, it's going to make every other area in our life benefit our kids mm-hmm. or we're going to be able to show up for our kids, our work, ourselves better. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, it's a practice even in, for me, I, I know this stuff and I have to continually practice it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time when I get interrupted when I'm doing something and I have, I'm like reading or in the middle of a project and Ash will come in. That's going to be fun with kids. We've had to really (laughs) practice this because for me, it feels like, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, it's felt like an intrusion, you know, for me at times, um, where we have to practice prioritizing us like mm-hmm. in these little moments of connection throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and people get yes. kind of fixated on, um, you know, date night, you know, if we can just mm-hmm. have date night, if we just get there, then we'll be okay. You know, but it's in those little moments throughout each day. What was that? Look, <laughs> you're just validating Lena. Uh, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sal. <laughs> it's all right. I'm working on it. Uh, Oh, I'm, so. uh, yeah, I, I feel you, Don. When I get interrupted, I'm just like mm-hmm. thrown off and I'm yeah. I'm like and then and then it's hurtful for her, you know, when I, when I'm so thrown off by her presence <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, I'm I I was just hyper focused because ADHD, you're either totally not focused or you're super hyper focused. And so mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm hyper focused and I get uh, get interrupted, it's yeah. it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can, I I can feel it off of you whenever I walk in and and you're like in the middle of something, you have a look Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I am the intrusion. (laughs) Yeah. I think I relate Sal with you and your attachment, you know, in the way you, in some ways I can relate with you and others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but that is such uh, uh, something that I have to continually practice to do and just imagining your guys's lifestyle how intentional you have to be like Mm -hmm. it is a it's got to be something that you really guard Mm -hmm. well i just set up some alarms on my phone i have three different alarms that remind me to find her and give her Uh, a hug and kiss or a compliment or a text and it's working Uh, the last couple (laughs) days i should have done it a long time ago i I love that that. good job Excellent. You're not mad at me right now. So I was a good, it's a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. The, the connection and the intention throughout the day, whether it's like, I don't know, bringing me a cup of coffee or just coming up to me and, and wrapping your arms around me or, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you'll you'll just have like lunch ready for me whenever I get out of a session or something. And it's just like those are moments like that, you know, that's how we keep the connection going throughout the day. But, yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 What would you what would you guys say after being married to men? Um, Ash and I have been with with men. Um, Ash was married previously yeah. to a to a man. Mm. Um I've never been married to a man, but I know what it feels like. You know, what is the difference in the way that you're able to show up in this relationship with a woman that, you know, for you, as opposed to being with a man, what's the differences you notice in yourself? So for me, one of the things that comes so easily, and again, I can't speak for like every hetero couple, but like for myself being in a relationship for 14 years with someone who I didn't have romantic feelings for, and then parallel that with how I feel now it's obvious to me that we, we could never really connect on like a, 
a deep level because mm -hmm. I, I don't think inherently he was safe, even though he was a good friend and we spent all this time together and had kids together and went through a lot of hard things together. Mm -hmm. There still wasn't that level of intimacy, like emotional intimacy that I have with Sally. Mm -hmm. And now that I do have it, it's like, it's like one of my, my most precious gifts. Like mm -hmm. I feel so aware of it and time to me, Don knows this about me, but mm -hmm. I feel like there's such a brevity to life. And so I want to like carpe diem every fucking day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say that, but, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just this feeling of like, I don't want to waste time and I want to do everything I can to like feel connected to her and not build any kind of resentment in my body because my attachment style is, you know, I feel well, scarcity a little bit, you know, with time, <clears throat> even though I have such an abundant personality and I like will stand on the rooftops and preach like how we're all accessible to everything we want in life. Like we mm -hmm. were, we are connected with the vibrations of abundance all the time. But for some reason, when I'm with my partner and like things don't feel good, I feel sad. I feel feelings of like, resentment start to build up in my body. Cause I'm like, why are you wasting time? Like mm. our life is going to be so short. And sometimes I feel like I'm an 80 year old woman already. And I'm saying goodbye to her. Like it's so <laughs> intense, you know, mm. Mm -hmm. it's hard for me not to get into this coaching role. I'm like, I know right. I'm like, come <laughs> on, <Don. laughs> bring us the good stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I love that. I also feel that like time is of the essence, right? Mm -hmm. That energy of like, let's make it good right now. <clears throat> there's just, I, I think also like the other part to this is there's so much good in the really hard things that are happening too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hard things that come up in our relationship or hard things that we have gone through to get to this point, like there's so much good packed into that. It's allowing me to show up in the way that I show up now because mm -hmm. I'm constantly like learning from these things, right? Mm -hmm. That we go through. But I feel that <clears> like, <throat> let's step into the goodness of every day. I'm like, all right, how are we making today a great day? <laughs> it's gonna be a great day. She has <laughs> a um, she's a morning. What do you call it? Oh, it's my morning like dance playlist. She's a playlist every single morning. She plays this playlist so and good. dances that the house. I gets me love pumped. it. I love it. It's it just amazing. Our that's, house full of joy right that's away. So cute. I love that. Let's do that. That's really <laughs> Let's cute. Let's do that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, I've seen y'all do your dance parties too. Those are pretty, but you got, we, got the whole rainbow squad. We do have a yeah. lot of dancing happening we over do, here. Um, for me, I feel like my first marriage was like a training course mm. for this. <laughs> it was like elementary wow. school compared to a PhD. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm learning way more about myself and mm -hmm. my wounds and my strengths and weaknesses and everything with Lena way more because there's just like, she's reached parts of me that I didn't know were there. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, I, I only knew what I knew and I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now I see it differently. Um, there's a level of depth and connection that you can't have with someone that you're not romantically like attracted to that you're mm -hmm. not like um biologically designed to be with mm -hmm. uh and and there were walls there that i didn't realize or understand uh, i felt it and you know like there was something there deep down where i was like i don't know seems like <laughs> those guys over there are experiencing something that i'm not experiencing mm -hmm. um but i couldn't really I didn't know. So, uh, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes I feel like a 14 year old that's like in love for the first time or like mm -hmm. has the crush. And sometimes I feel like, uh, we're old ladies <laughs> and <laughs> we're just like, uh, going to sail off into the sunset and I don't know. It's just, it's a wild ride and it's so fun and really hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And my life is just, much more rich and colorful and ups and downs and everything is just 
more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, more when now. When you say that, Sal, that she reached this part of you that you, you'd never accessed before or really seen. How did she do that? Like what, what did she do to, to get there? I like that. Hmm. Oh, look at Lee. I love that. <laughs> yes. Tell me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think there's a few parts that one of them is that we are just like super attracted to each other and there's mm-hmm. some connection there that it, it's not forced it's mm-hmm. just natural like and that's the beauty that's that was the magic of like our first like while together we were just both like wow this is so awesome like you know like it's just it just happens without us trying to make it happen you know because i tried so hard before mm. i tried so hard to feel those yeah. feelings for so right. many years mm-hmm. and it felt so effortless mm-hmm. um and so it was just natural with that we connected deeper and then i i also feel like lena lena's a really mushy person and a really like she loves to get deep and like just tell me everything you're feeling and thinking i want to know and also another reason is that we were on like a spiritual journey together and we were doing like quote the work and Mm -hmm. just like really committed to our own healing and really connected on that level. So we were able to, you know, we were intentionally going deep. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we wanted. Oh, I love that. It always excites me when I see a couple who are both so committed to doing their work, Mm -hmm. the relationship Right. Sometimes you see one partner who's like shifted and in, in, in this and the other one who's kind of not. But when you have two people who are committed to that, like the intimacy that brings is really profound. Yeah. I can see that here with you too. It's just thank you. Beautiful. I think I being with that. her has um proven to me time and time again that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. She is a safe container. She there's no way I could have gotten to these like levels of myself and peeling back the layers of my conditioning and my childhood experiences that like I was just allowing to guide and direct my coping skills and how I handled Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. but being with her I'm like I don't know it's it's almost like you know how when you decondition the church you're taking one thing off the shelf at a time and trying to decide like what feels good and putting that one thing back up it's it feels like that it feels like sure. Like I came into this relationship, a good person, obviously, like we fell in love and I'm kind and I have things I bring to the world, but now being in this space where I'm healing, like I'm seeing more of who I am. Mm-hmm. I am experiencing like more of my own truth because she's allowing me the space to explore that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you just spoke to that. We literally just talked about this yesterday that Uh, like one of my big fears in coming into relationship with Dawn was I didn't want to abandon myself. Um, That's something I had learned in relationship prior that being in relationship with somebody else meant I didn't have that access to myself. There were certain things I couldn't do or be or, but with Dawn being in this relationship, it's like I have a deeper sense of access to myself and, and what I can enjoy and experience within, within my own body, my own person. So Beautiful. Really, and she yeah. celebrates it with you, which is yes. fun. Yes. 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 Yeah. One thing, I mean, we just uh, shared this on an episode we just recorded yesterday and our, kind of our love story, apart from all the trauma of everything was like around our bodies and masturbation and how, you know, it being raised in the church, that's such a taboo thing mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to have access to yourself. It's for your husband. It's for, you know, your partner. And even in Ash's previous marriage with, with her wife at the time, um, L, yeah. <laughs> um, that was something that wasn't encouraged either, mm-hmm. you know? And so even when we were, when we were dating, like, I, I think I sent you like 300 bucks yeah. for a vibrator, for a vibrator. you know, like, like, I just know, like, do the, you, the more, the more access that I think she gets to herself, the more we get as a couple, yes. you know? And I think that more commitment you have, the more freedom you should feel, not, not the la- lack of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel that. When you can get to that place, that's a pretty, that's pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Glennon always says it, the success in a relationship or the, the love in a relationship is about being held and feeling free. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's not Glennon. That's uh, Esther Perel. Oh, Esther Perel. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want it. You want to feel at the same time. Yeah. Um, free and held. Yeah. 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 It's, oh. a, it's a delicate balance. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's just part of it. I think it, uh, relationships are just a practice, you know, like we practice being monogamous, like in our relationship, mm-hmm. uh, we practice the way we fight in conflict. We practice the way we show up for each other. It's a day to day thing, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't it's just happen and maintain like this yeah. is a lifelong decision that we're making, yeah. but no, you're right. I, I agree. Are you okay, that I'm I was thinking about, about yeah, oh. no, I was thinking about the next question I wanted to ask. Oh, go for it, please. <laughs> but it's kind of like we're shifting Let's gears shift. just a little bit. But yeah. one question I really wanted to ask was um, like how the conversation went between the two of you in making the decision to to do the docu series. Mm. Like, were you both just totally on board right up front, or was there convincing that it had to happen, or like, what did that look like? What do you think? Well, Lena is a good judge of character. She has this uh, really strong intuition. And so I think, you know, and I'm, I'm learning. I do too. Um, I tend to, I'm, I think I'm, uh, I give people the benefit of the doubt more than she does. She's like a cutthroat Italian, you know, um, <laughs> You're and an intuitive. So, so it's, it's, it's smart to trust her judgment. And she had really good vibes with the producer that called us and Mm. we kind of we kind of felt like something was going to happen um we knew we wanted to go the route of sharing our story and however that was going to happen we were ready for it and so well we'd been approached before claire and abc Mm -hmm. uh but it didn't feel right it didn't feel like that was the way that our story needed to get out there where claire when she approached us She's Diane Sawyer's like main producer for 20 years, and she's worked on projects that are really impactful, but she wanted to work on a passion project and something that maybe hit closer to home. She's a queer mom and has, you know, just this desire to share, like, we are so much more alike than we are different. Mm. I love what Juju Chang said on Good Morning America about us, like just a couple of soccer moms. And it's true, (laughs) you know, and I think that's important for that visibility to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think I didn't know what I was getting into, to be honest. Um, and, uh, I'm glad that I didn't because maybe I wouldn't have gone through with it, (laughs) but, but we've had, we've had such a positive response. And I think we're going to look back on that year as, um, just kind of like, whoa <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. glad we did that and i'm glad it's not happening again yeah. <laughs> you know i was raised um mormon as well ash was raised like conservative Methodist. christian yeah. mm. uh, but we were we just we blocked off the day we knew it was coming out we blocked it off so we could just be with it Aww. thank you um oh yeah i just um we really felt like honoring you guys mm-hmm. and being intentional around that time that you mm-hmm. g- gave to be that mm-hmm. um, transparent. And um, we both at different times were like weeping, like, mm-hmm. and part of it when I was checking in with myself was this little kiddo in me being like, wow, that's like, I, I lived a life of secrecy like of that. I couldn't share that I was gay. I mm-hmm. knew it since the first memories of attraction. And I was you know, to hear this, the language you guys were using and to see your families come together mm-hmm. and to see you guys blow up your lives in some ways to, uh, to get to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what everyone, I think you guys, we, we kind of talked back and forth about this before it aired, but that's what I think people need to see. Mm-hmm. I really feel like it's so important what you guys shared on there mm-hmm. that Thank people you. are so resistant to make a really difficult decision mm-hmm. because we're driven for that certainty what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. it, I, I am so like, I, I can't say enough about how much respect I have for you too. Mm-hmm. And what you, what you did. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I could have let a whole film crew into my home. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big step. Yeah, we mm-hmm. actually talked to um, Claire at the end, and she she gave us her number. She's <laughs> like, "You guys reach out to me if you have any ideas." And 
pumped up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you. <clears throat> so throughout filming the docuseries, um, how, how do you feel like it impacted your relationship? Like stepping into this and doing it? What, what was that like for you as a couple? I think it was therapeutic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We had to say how we felt uh, 50 different times in 50 different <laughs> ways for the producer, you know? Yeah. Can you say that again? I'm going to ask that question again and in, 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 in a different way. And um, I think it was, it was therapeutic and cathartic in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and kind of pushed us to show up, you know, like in our highest self, because, you know, you want to put your best foot forward if you're going to share this with the whole world. And so we, we had the opportunity to not like shelf anything and to really look at this process and evaluate it and reflect and find the meat of everything. Like, what Mm -hmm. have we learned from this? How are we showing up? What are we doing to heal. And, and that's, you know, even though there wasn't a therapist there (laughs) Mm -hmm. doing that, we, we did that for ourselves. And I think it was, it was healthy for us in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I feel like I watched her, uh, in real time, Mm -hmm. heal parts of herself that I don't think she realized were wounded about the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still like get emotional about it because I had so much compassion for her. I'm thinking of January specifically, like a block of time. Mm-hmm. We filmed like 13 days in a row for 12 hours a day. Whoa. And it was a, I, I call those like the dark days because mm-hmm. it was so heavy and so much vulnerability and mm-hmm. to be there for her and hold her at the end of the day and like realize that I have privilege growing up outside the church and being raised in a family that, you know, I was Catholic growing up, but like kind of Catholic, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't anything like the indoctrination that Sally had to endure. And so, and, and more specifically, like not even so much the doctrine as it was the, the patriarchy and the perception of women and gender and gender roles and how it like squashed her light, you know, Mm. it like it conformed her and made her look a different way. Like looking at pictures of her, I'm just like, who is that? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I love that. So your brother gave, uh, one of the best toasts. Oh um, my Joe. 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 Yeah. We love Joe. Uh, He's the best. We love Joe too. Um, <laughs> I have a brother named Joe, and they remind <laughs> me so much of each other. Oh, that's like, cute. They should connect their energies. <laughs> but I remember he like kind of acknowledged that, like when he was like, "It's nice to meet you." Yes. Yeah. Oh, part of you. Sobbing. That was such a beautiful. <laughs> I just love that. It was nice oh, to meet. So cute. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. 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 Um. <laughs> getting all emotional over here yeah Yeah. that's amazing (laughs) yeah I I think um I don't know I I think there's some disassociation that I practiced during my life to be able to cope with the necessity to be somebody I wasn't in so many ways Mm -hmm. and so yeah it really it's validating to to see the documentary and see that professional TV people find it relevant enough to mm-hmm. share that it that it is real trauma that it is an experience that thousands and thousands of people will relate to and mm-hmm. um yeah i i kind of had like a mental breakdown there in January. And it was like a pretty, pretty rough time Too too much all at once, I think. And, mm-hmm. and thrown in there was those, those main interviews where you see us in the studio and we have all the hair and makeup and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, we had to film for three days, f- full days in that studio, just in those chairs with like a big crew with a big crew of people um, just like 
and you're in the middle and and there's all these lights on you and you're just being asked like the hardest questions you've ever been asked crying after <laughs> like so many oh my and that's and that's after a bunch of days of filming yeah yeah um so that was wow. pretty, pretty rough i think you know the the end result was worth it I, i'm not i'm i'm alive still so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and how did you guys come together at the end of those days? Like, what do you mm. say, 13 days straight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how did you come together at the end of those days to care for one another? I know, Lena, yeah. you mentioned holding Sal. Like, yeah, just trying, like, trying to make sure she was nourished, like, that she had food and uh, water and, like, yeah. had taken her medicine or whatever and just, like, the fundamentals of self-care like let's go on a walk like do you need Mm. a heating pad for your back like trying to think of things that could maybe lighten her load that she wasn't thinking about for her physical needs and then emotionally just listening and holding her and sobbing (laughs) you know yeah we ash and i were talking about you know we came together through a trauma um that isn't our you know we don't regularly think about, oh, that's how we met, you know, through our, our wives cheating on us. Um, but because of going through such, I mean, it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever experienced, the biggest level of betrayal. Um, but because we went through that, there's something, something so um, solid here, like this, I know she has my back. Like we have each, like the other day, I don't know what it was, but I, I made this kind of fib to somebody, but to like kind of protect myself. Cause I have, um, I've had a lifelong struggle of m- manipulating the truth to keep myself safe at times mm-hmm. that I've really, really pr- had to do therapy on and practice on. I've gotten better, but here there's no, there's full transparency. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't allow that in this space. Um, but when I do find myself doing it, I'll, I'll tell her like, Hey, I just did this thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. You know? And I'm like, really, you're not upset with me. She's like, yeah, but maybe we shouldn't continue to do that. You know, (laughs) you know, there's just something really solid that we've created through that. Um, do you guys feel that in some way that what you guys went through was no small thing? I would even say there was, there was definitely trauma through it. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like she leading up to the talk in air quotes on April 26th, which is the night that we figured out that this was more than a friendship. 2019, 2019. Yeah. 2019. Okay. Um, Lena, you're a date girl too. Oh yes. Girl. I know all the dates of all the things. First kiss. It's part of the being sentimental. Something. something. I think you two are like some kind of same creature energies are leading somewhere yeah anyway, go, sure. go on lena but i just felt it i felt leading up to that day that there was this like um i don't know this like inquisition like she was so adamant that there was something happening she didn't know what it was she was doubting her like intuition what was coming up for her and she was like you're the wise one like you have to tell me everything you know and so she just kept poking and poking and i was having a whole range of emotions like it would come up just for a second like oh i think i like her you know but, but then um uh, but then i'd be like no like i don't want to ruin our friendship this is the best friendship i've ever had in my whole life like why would i fuck that up like mm-hmm. like saying like hey i think you are coming on to me you know because she was just like what's happening i don't understand and she's googling it and sending me google searches like what is it? Can't stop thinking about your friend and the google searches like a hundred of them were like you're gay and the one article that was like oh you just have like a soulmate best friend she sent me that article and she's like is it this are we just like soulmate best friends and i'm like eh. like i couldn't you know, like I was just too old and wise. I'm four years older than Sally. I am proud of those years I had on this earth. Like I, I'm fine. I'm fine being the one that's more experienced and mm. has had more life that I've lived, you know? So for her to turn to me and, and really with like all of her heart and mind, just like trust what was happening, be like, Hey, you mm. know, just tell me. Mm-hmm. And so me being able to find the courage and also 
like being able to let go of the attachment, like what was going to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, I had to lose all control and know that I like, this could be the last day that I see her, you know, um, which is heartbreaking to go back to that memory Mm. and that feeling in my body and like time travel to that night. And just for one thing, I honor myself that I had the bravery and courage to do it at all, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to shine a light on a part of her that was in the shadows that she like, once I like for real, once I shine that light and just turn the spotlight on the thing, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like, Oh, like it was like this epiphany, <laughs> like so naive and so sweet. And it was so endearing. And, and it, when it all came to light, it was like this, just everything, boom, 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 all these stars aligned and you couldn't deny it. You know, within 48 hours in my body, I was like, oh my God, I'm gay. This is the, <laughs> the world, you know? And I think that's what this all is. It's like her learning how to trust her intuition because she was raised in an institution that told her how to doubt her intuition and taught her how to, how to doubt herself. And so again, like the privilege of growing up outside the church, I just, I was able to kind of hold that, that Mm -hmm. truth, you know, and we have shared trauma too. leaving, leaving, leaving our husbands, uh, that whole situation. I mean, we had, we just take turns, uh, we took turns getting through that, you know, holding mm-hmm. space for each other. Cause mm-hmm. even though Paul's a great guy, it was not easy for a while. Mm-hmm. It was hard, really hard at first. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a human and mm-hmm. we're all humans. And so yeah. it, it was messy. Everything was m- super duper so messy, messy for, for quite a while. And, yeah. and then the kids, like all the mom stuff, like the kids were fine. And also like, I was a wreck about the kids Mm -hmm. and it was so hard to not have them 100% of the time. I was feeling such shame for getting Mm -hmm. divorced because Mm of them. And Mm -hmm. that was super tough. And, and then just coming out publicly together was a super interesting experience. Like we lost a lot of friends and a a lot of followers on, on social Mm -hmm. media. And, um, Mm -hmm. we also were so happy and so proud and it was so cool to go to pride together and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, experience all of that together was really bonding and uh, very, very much like um, sacred. I mean, we had many sacred experiences. We've, we've experimented with psychedelics together and mm-hmm. we've become the yoga teachers together. And, and so much of who I am uh, has come about since being with her, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. And Lena, I loved how you spoke to like shining the light on Sal, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like for so long, Sal, your light was shined outward, you know, mm-hmm. on, you know, look outward to, you know, these mm-hmm. other sources to tell you what to do, yes. who you are, how to show up. And then here comes Lena with a light that she just moves back onto you. Mm-hmm. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, I love beautiful. that. Thanks, oh. Lean. Oh, yeah. Like tearing up thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, What do you guys feel like is left with everything you've moved through? I mean, this stuff takes years. Mm. Like the the deconstruction of faith alone takes, Mm. you know, it takes years, let Mm -hmm. alone blending families, new relationship, new marriage, loss of relationships. What what still needs to be repaired? Mm. For me personally, I grew up where I thought that I, I had to have my own back. And so as an only child of divorced parents who worked a lot and still do, I felt very alone. So, so alone all of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I'm working through and have been working through for a while now, but I see it as a lifelong process because healing is not linear. So when I think I've like hit the peak, I'm like, Oh no. So when something goes really bad, I, all that doubt creeps in, like, am I healed at all? But then I remind myself, I can never quite fall back as far as I was and where I started from, you know? So Mm -hmm. the idea that it's okay to, uh, give myself freely to someone to trust her with my heart. Like she is here. She's on my team. She is like 
my number one fan, you know, and to have a partnership with someone that you can ultimately just give all like authority to mm-hmm. in regards to how, um, my like stability, I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. to feel this secure and this stable in my life is a new thing. And so mm-hmm. as I'm working through healing that familial trauma of feeling alone, I am working through allowing more and more of her in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so beautiful. Mm. What'd you say? So beautiful. <laughs> I hope that I can, you know, show that for her. I, I did not have that experience. I had the most mm-hmm. stability. Um, and mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm, I'm avoided because mm. I get out of my face. <laughs> like, give me some, give me some autonomy. Right. Mm. Uh, growing up in a Mormon family where your parents stay up until you get home and they're awake to ask you how everything was and what did you mm-hmm. do and who are you with? And, um, no, you can't date until you're 16 and no, you can't shave your legs and no gay people don't exist. And, uh, my, my existence was so much different than hers growing up. And, you know, our childhoods shape us. They, mm-hmm. that's where it all was created. And that's what we're healing. Mm-hmm. The reactions that I have to her aren't based on my relationship with her. They're based on my childhood trauma, my childhood, you know, um, conditioning. And so she's, you know, she's anxious attachment. I'm avoidant attachment and we're getting better. We're, mm-hmm. we're aware and we're recognizing what's going on. And I think, the goal now is to just, um, to not give up and to have grace and love and, and to use the tools that we've worked so hard to learn, Mm -hmm. um, to really inch by inch, little by little, you know, have less of that conditioning as a part of our relationship and, and Mm -hmm. be able to trust each other enough to know we don't have to, we don't have to just take care of ourselves and be defensive and worry that we're not going to get taken care of because, Cause we are, and, and we're still building that trust and, um, we're, we're working on it like everyone else, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, everything you guys said is right on. I think that, um, I'm trying to spread the word here that the way you attach is not your personality. Mm-hmm. is isn't some, you weren't born mm-hmm. being avoidant you know, or anxious. So especially because like you said, Sal, we have these histories, we have these traumas or or childhood or, you know, we come together and we transfer that to our partner, Mm -hmm. especially to our primary partner. Mm -hmm. And so this isn't your problem. You know, this isn't Sal and Lena's problem, but oftentimes relationships end up ending prematurely because we have this idea that, you know, she's anxious and I'm avoidant. We just don't mesh. Right. Mm -hmm. So we should probably end it now, especially Mm -hmm. when you add kids in the mix. Right. That Mm -hmm. loads the deck with like, I don't want to fuck up. Absolutely. Um, So learning those skills together and committing to that, like I'm going to become an expert on her. I'm going to know how to access her when she's scared. I'm going to know how to bring her safety. Right. I'm going to know how to read the room and and knowing our partner. Right. Um, It's so easy to want our partner to be like us. And, and then we end up missing out on how they can influence us, how they can help us. Like what you said, Sal, like Lena sh- like helped you find and access a part of yourself that you couldn't, you've never reached before. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. But it's not easy. You know, it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you continually remind yourself, when you do that and you show up and do that really hard, you know, in that really hard moment, when you want to uh, disconnect or you want to lash out and you don't, you show up for your partner in a way that actually cuts the fight in half. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to yeah. find a way. But Yeah. Thank you, Don. And, and you've taught us so <laughs> much and we are so thankful <laughs> for you. And uh, you, you, you shine a light on something that I think is really important for us, which is mm-hmm. um, when you got to figure out how you're going to be able to make that choice to show up in that moment. And in order to make, be able to make that choice, I have to be very um, resourced. I have to be able to have taken care of myself and enough to have the energy to take the path less traveled because, Mm -hmm. you know, in in our brains, we've, we've made that highway, the Mm -hmm. freeway, the, 
that's our conditioning. That's our go-to thing. And if I don't have enough energy, such as food, rest, self-care, you know, yes. love, uh, then I'm not going to be able to have the energy to take that that newer path of, mm-hmm. of trust. And that takes more, much more effort. Mm-hmm. It literally yeah. comes down to the resources that are available to your body. Uh, exactly. Like less, and when we're under-resourced, of course, we're going to take the path that our body knows really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's easier. Yeah. Right. And so, li- so you, uh, you know, obviously we don't, we have to be very intentional about that. We're, we're so fucking strung out all the time. So that's, that's one of the things that we have to really focus on. And I didn't have to do that before when I was, you know, a cute little stay at home mom with three cute little kids and (laughs) no job. And it's like, it wasn't even a thing. And now it's like the thing, Mm -hmm. like, how can I make sure I put myself first? So I'm not, Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not like the worst version of myself mm-hmm. yeah. for this person that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it is like, yeah. Caring for yourself and also knowing that by me choosing to show up for um, my partner in the moment, it's hard. I, it's a pro self by being able to help her get back to feel safe. That's going to help her reach me. I'm yeah. doing this so I can get help too. And yeah. I'm operating mm-hmm. under that same belief yeah. and understanding. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work when you just have one partner who yeah. is in that headspace, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. for us to remember that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I wish people it's could. So- oh, go ahead, Lena. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah. it's so hard to articulate in the moment. And I think that's where most people get caught up. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm speaking just for myself here, but like when, when you're I- flooded flooded and I feel triggered and I have all these feelings coming up for me. And the untrue story is that, you know, you're alone. You always will be, no one will love you the way that you love them. Mm -hmm. All this shit that comes up. That's like, Mm -hmm. couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. It haunts me, you Mm -hmm. know, and it, it's not even so much a conscious thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's happening in my body in real time. And my cells are responding to something that feels so familiar. Automatic. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so I'm confronted with this old pattern, this, this way of the past, and I have to make a choice. And I would say nine times out of 10, when I am resourced, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm right back in my body. By like, this point, what are you doing after Lena? all the work we've done? Yeah, in. right now, <laughs> yeah. I'm from you know, yeah. 2022 July, mm-hmm. Lena. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's not something that I feel like I have a lot of power over when I'm under resourced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you guys, it's so important. Like just as an example, that Sal, you know, that's her story. You know, when she's activated and saying things, responding in a way that pushes you away, right? Where you're like, I've this, you have a history probably of the way you guys fight, right? Mm-hmm. You know what to expect. Yeah. So that's why you have to know where that's coming from. Like, oh, that's a story going in her head. How do I bring her relief? How do I help her come back where she, where I can assure her that she's not alone? I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to take you any way you come. No one's going to fight for you more than me. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that moment, when she's activated, you access that part, you, you care for that part and you'll bring her back like so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with Lena, I would assume that touch would be one of the fastest regulators. If you could get yourself to, to do that, even though you want to check out, <laughs> right. But yes, it's going to make your life easier if you can do that for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah. And it, 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 it's, uh, it's fun when her wounds trigger mine, right? Um, <laughs> so fun dance we, go. we got going on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's <laughs> my, you know, yeah. My whole thing is shame. So yeah. I, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, like I can give her what she needs. And so right. mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm faced with that, it, it puts me right there. And so mm-hmm. then I have to be able to show up even though I'm triggered. And so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's a perfect recipe for healing and, and getting over our shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're in love and we're, we're willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think also on a personal level, there's, there is a level of acceptance and responsibility that we have to take for our own conditioning, mm-hmm. right. In our own experiences that we've had and that 
these things are going to, this is likely going to be a lifelong um, process for me. You know, that the shame will continue to come up, maybe not as big, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll get smaller and smaller over time, but you know, whether it's, you know, religious doctrine, heteronormativity, attachment styles, right? These are things that, you know, we need to accept that we're going to continue. It's going to continue to come up throughout our life. And having that level of acceptance allows you to recognize when it's here, like, okay, I see you shame. I see Mm -hmm. that you've come up and know that we're not going to react to it. Right. Like you can be here. Right. I, I, I don't, I, you don't have to go away, shame. You can be here and I'm not going to react to you. But what do you need me to know? Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I love I'm that. writing a book. Sorry, plug. Um, yes. And yeah, I've been yeah. writing it for the last like two and a half years. And it's it's a labor of love for sure, because it's it's hard to go to those places in my body when I'm mm-hmm. feeling so much love in my life. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to a dark place today. So Mm. I'm very intentional about the time I do spend writing. But one of the things I focused on um, in the book is like, there is no final destination. People Mm. have such a misconception about healing Mm -hmm. and the journey of healing Mm -hmm. and how they think that if I can do, you know, this much meditation and self-care and I can travel and ground myself or eat enough, whatever, Mm -hmm. that somehow I'm going to arrive at this space where I'm free of my conditioning and I'm free of, you know, all the wounds that I've been carrying around with me. And I Mm -hmm. think what people neglect to realize is that you carry them with you for the rest of your life, but you can detach yourself from the emotions that are weighing on those wounds and like Mm. how you perceive the wound. Mm. Um, and that's what, that's where the transformation comes, but it's still Mm. always in your backpack. I love that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Do you, do you have a name for your book yet? I have a few different names. And so I like, I just saw we were at Barnes and Noble yesterday. I'm like, dang, there's one of my book titles, you know? (laughs) So um, I know, but it'll be, it'll be, It'll it's be, gonna be I, I feel awesome. like, yeah, it's me. Great. She's a really uh, good writer. Yeah. I cannot wait to, to read it. Oh yeah. Truly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Guys, go. last thing here before we let you go, we are obsessed with a stair Perel. Um, <laughs> and she, um, she's actually the picture, the picture on my phone. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, wow. <laughs> I am fixated on becoming one of the best in, with relationships and she is the, she's there. So, yeah. Um, we have her. Can you hand me that love? Oh yeah. We have this. Um, we got her game. Where should we begin? Oh, I heard about that during the Y'all, pandemic, right? She came out with so that. Good. Yeah, yeah. It yep. is incredible. And we love um, it. A game of stories. Okay, so we're just gonna pull a card for each of you to answer. Fun. That's so fun. To you want me to pull it. Yeah. Okay. 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 First one. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. Who do we want to give this to? Oh, let's give this to Sal. No. <laughs> So, what was the wait, what was the worst kiss you've ever had? Oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was, I think I, I think I was in ninth grade, and um, it was this. It was my best boyfriend, my best mm-hmm. friend who was a boy, and I had never had a French kiss before. Oh. And I think he was just being, <laughs> he was being. Um, generous and so he decided <laughs> we decided to kiss and it was disgusting like <laughs> just like saliva everywhere tongues everywhere just like Gross. like Ugh. the way I'm you upset. would the way you would <laughs> think kisses were when you were a kid and and then you realize mm. oh that's disgusting right. but I pretended like it was great you know um and the funny thing is he is totally gay and married to a guy so <laughs> oh my gosh i love that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense now uh, i love that see i'll show you here's a card yeah it's cute. just these cute little cards yeah. okay oh, um, i love it lena this one's for you what uh what was your earliest memory of sexuality mm. okay <laughs> i i remember well, a couple of things. My first, first memory is accidentally walking in on my mom and her husband at the time. Mm. Um, yeah. and going back to my room and feeling very confused. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, there's a lot more to life than what I know. In my like seven-year-old <laughs> yeah. brain, I was like, there's something going on here with these adults. <laughs> um, and then as far as like my own experience, I I don't know what grade I was in. I was probably in like fourth grade or something when I realized like, oh, I have a body and my mm. body responds differently to certain situations. And I didn't know what it was or like how it was used or anything, but I think that was the first time I felt any kind of curiosity, you know, Mm. in fourth grade when all the girls were having boyfriends and I was just like, not interested, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Fourth grade. How old are you at fourth grade? Nine. Yeah. Nine. nine. Oh man. Wow. I love that. I, you guys (laughs) should check out this game. It's, um, it, it's so great for like dinner parties and it's just like asking and opening up questions around people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. Really intentional. Let's do it. Yeah. We have to get that. Yeah. 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 I love it. We're going to have this at the wedding. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much for taking time today. We love you both. Yeah. Yeah, Anything for you. Yeah. We're on each other's teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to ask you a question, Don. Yeah. So, um, now that we're newlyweds, okay. Mm-hmm. Coach Don, <laughs> what is your, what is your biggest piece of advice for us in starting this new chapter? Mm-hmm. Like we're three years into a very committed relationship. We've been mm-hmm. living together for more than three years now. And it feels like we've established a life. Like marriage was simply a piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. But it was also the act of marriage and being together and bringing our family together to celebrate all the hardships we've overcome to be together and also doing it for our kids. It's so fun to see how bought in they are to all of it because they experienced it with us. You know, it wasn't just our wedding. It was their wedding too. And they see two parents who are in love and affectionate with one another. And so marriage is more than just a piece of paper, but for us, we'd already made that commitment toward one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what now, what's your biggest piece of advice for like this chapter? Yeah. Um, I think our brains are wired to preserve energy. And because of that, we end up automating each other. We end up just Mm. assuming and falling into these roles. We do it with the way we fight, the way we have sex, the, the way we react in disappointment, we can fall into this, you know, preservation of energy. But mm. with your partner, you can do that anywhere else in the world. You can do that with your job, with your hobbies, but not with your partner. You have to stay intentional. And they, this relationship, this marriage you have is not, um, well, it's conditional. Mm-hmm. This is a relationship based on conditions and you have to show up. You don't have to come home to each other. You choose to. Mm-hmm. And so don't get lost and just assuming, you know, the, the best gift I think you can offer your partner is allow them to change and to stay curious about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So don't get stuck. Like, okay, now we've checked all the boxes and I know her and she's committed to me. And now we coast, like mm-hmm. take care of your bodies and your mind and check in, you know, on a day to day, what basis. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's a good reminder for mm-hmm. sure. We, <clears throat> we, uh, I think also being married before, um, Hmm. there were a lot of things that I was just automating and she's like, not okay with it. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) How relationships work. Mm -hmm. Why are you, why do you want more than this? Mm -hmm. And, and I love that she's, she's always pushing for more. She's always pushing for more connection and, Mm -hmm. and meaning. And I really appreciate that about her. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, uh, it's a beautiful way to go through life when you have such a desire to, like you said, carpe diem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like her old soul is just like, we're going to take every moment and we're going to make it the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very sweet. I get, yeah. yeah, I, I feel that at times that I want Ash's attention. I, I want her presence. And when our dog Norman gets in the bed, I'm like, no, I want your full <laughs> attention here. Uh, yeah. I feel that yeah. we're not getting a dog, Lena. I know she's so, <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, this is not. <laughs> in fact, there's been a couple times lately where people have brought dogs yeah. to our hangouts yeah. with friends. And I'm just like, this is not what I signed up Cause for. Cause I get, I don't over it. You know, <laughs> they I- talk about the freaking dog for like ever. And I'm and- like, there's what so much the to hell? share, you know? <laughs> oh, this breed is like this, and I had a dog like this, and no, I'm like, oh my god. And I connect to the dog, and I just want to, like, hold it and pet it and cuddle it. <laughs> Y'all, when you come out to Oregon, Lena, you're going to connect with our dog, Norman. I know. He's, I he's know a little I cutie pie. He's, he's a Sal. metro boy. Yeah, he's a metro boy. <laughs> metro is such an old word. Yeah. I love that we're sleazy. <laughs> Me and Don can hang out. Yeah, well, you guys you talk go. about dog things. Perfect. <laughs> dog things and energy and love. Yes. And- yeah. We'll go build our, our seven figure businesses over on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 We love you guys. Uh, yeah. We you. love you guys too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Something you want to say here? Yeah, okay. All right, guys. Yeah. We will catch you next time on Queer Couples Conversations. And in the meantime, take care of each other. We're so glad that you joined us for today's conversation. If you and your partner want to apply to be a guest on the show for one of our mini couple sessions, or if a part of you connected with today's episode and you would like more info on how to work with us directly, you can find us on Instagram at Donna Noble. That's at D-A-W-N-A-N-O-B-L-E and at Ash France Coaching. And that's France, just like the country. Queer Couples Coaching is produced by Media Machine. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach and support more queer relationships. We'll see you next time on Queer Couples Conversations. And in the meantime, take care of each other. Bye.